ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on Wisconsin On Demand is brought to you by Canopy Wealth Management, helping you achieve your financial goals with confidence. Canopy Wealth Management. Care. Competence. Clarity. It's not just a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. Grab a red shirt. Flash your W's. It's Game Day Wisconsin. David Gilworth from the three. The best college football town in the world. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We are live from just outside the best college football town in the world. It is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day across ESPN Wisconsin. 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee. 100.5 ESPN in Madison. Live from Monks in Sun Prairie as we get you ready for number 21 Wisconsin taking on Rutgers on the road today. How you doing, everybody? Happy Saturday. I'm Alex Strofe, hanging out with you for the next two hours alongside two of my best pals, longtime journalist, D3 tennis legend Adam Mertz <laughs> with us. Hey, Mertzy, how are you this Saturday? I'm good, Alex. I love, I love that I, that moniker's stuck. <laughs> so uh, I've, I've decided once, the, uh, once we get past winter, I'm going to train all offseason. You and I are going to hit the tennis courts in the spring. Deal. It's a day. Deal. Tennis, pickleball, whatever we got to do. Uh, tennis, man. We go, we go all the way in. Okay. I know, know Tausch. She likes his uh, pickleball, but uh, I figured I still got enough uh, athleticism in me to play real tennis. Okay, so. let's do it. All right, deal. That's not oh. a dig at all on Tosh. Like. <laughs> not a dig at all. Uh, also with us, former Wisconsin running back, a Doak Walker Award winner, a Heisman finalist, Mr. Monte Ball. Monte, good to see you again, buddy. Happy Absolutely, Saturday. Absolutely, man. I'm always excited. Always excited for this. As good old Scrappy always says, it's Christmas Day. <laughs> what? What's in the box? I'm excited. Uh, we got ourselves uh, quite the day today. Piscataway is in the box this yeah. week. Did I say that right? Did <laughs> I, I get that right? That's, I think you nailed it. it. I I that's, that's where Rutgers <laughs> University is, Piscataway. I talked to Pat Richter earlier this week, and I said, Pat, what's the most boring city in the Big Ten? He wouldn't give me an answer, but I have to imagine Piscataway has got to be up there. So there was a legendary story that I think I've told our, our listeners before, too, that Stu Jackson, who is the basketball coach of the Badgers in the early 90s, yeah. he had come, you know, long NBA career, glamour, you know, a lot of uh, you know exposure to big cities and everything. And his first trip to Purdue, he leans over to our report. He says, "Now I know why there is no East Lafayette." <laughs> <laughs> Very true. So big Ten is loaded with um, boring less than cities. Interesting cities. What's, Absolutely. Yeah, West Lafayette's got to be it's one of be them. The Piscataway. Yeah. What else is in there? Uh, I mean, like the Twin Cities are fun. Yeah. Um, you yeah know. Bloomington's a decent town, but it's not like exciting. How's Champagne? Champagne. I haven't been to Champagne. Exactly. Ooh. I was going to say that. Ooh. Champagne for sure. Ooh. Champagne's got to be at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Down there with West Lafayette. Okay. Yeah. Du- duly noted. Yeah. Uh, he's Monte Ball, Adam Ertz, and <laughs> Alex Stroop. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day brewed by Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way you always know. When it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden. 
Colorado. Well, fellas, the first iteration of the college football playoff rankings came out this week, and Bucky lands at spot 21. Now, not ranked in the AP poll is Wisconsin, but the college football poll, which obviously we put a little bit more weight into these days, uh, does have Wisconsin ranked at number 21 following their win over number 9 Iowa last week and their win over Number 25, Purdue, two weeks ago. Good to see Wisconsin in the first iteration of these rankings. Mertzi, although their opportunity to get to the uh, top four pretty slim. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's how. But like you said, just getting up there. I was thinking about it today. You know, this, this program has had a rough ride here. Yeah. It's been since the end of the 2019 season that you've probably felt this good about it. And I uh, had a uh, fun experience last weekend. I was sitting in the stands, which I don't often do. And then I'd sit in the press box. Um, and I was in the Iowa section, so getting to experience the yeah, frustration yeah. of those fans, and they were great. We had such good, great conversations yeah. back and forth, um, and and um, watching what the Badgers did to a team that yeah. they think pretty well of, um, that solidified my opinion of where this Badger team is at. You know, three weeks ago, I thought, hey, they have a chance to do something yet this year. Now I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling it. And I, I am too, Mertzi, and I think Monte is as well. I remember uh, a few weeks ago, and I alluded to this last week a bit, Monte and I were doing a post-game show. I believe it was at the Draft House in Verona. Mm-hmm. And Monte and I were going over the possibility of Wisconsin not even being bowl eligible after their 1-3 and three start. And, and now they completely turned it around. They get that monkey off their back of, of eight straight losses against ranked opponents, now rattle off two straight against ranked opponents. You've got to be feeling really good about where this team is, is rolling now, Monte. Absolutely. I, I, as I said before, I'll be the first to say it. I, I, I don't think I really really took the time to really take into consideration the opponents that they were playing early sure. on. Um, Me neither. And again, being a spoiled fan, I, I was anticipating, <laughs> you know, start 4-0, uh, 3-0 like we usually do, you know, kind of get the get the dust bunnies out the way and kind of get everything ironed out, but we, rough start. But I will be the first to say, man, this crow has been tasting great. Yeah, it has, <laughs> has been very, very tasty all yeah. of a sudden. How's, how's the running program going? Yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've not, I, I, need to, I, I need to get to it. So I got I think I'm at three miles it's right now. It's gonna be four after today. Right, the four, I can, I can, I can do that. I can, I can, I can knock it out. How now, about will you knock it out at once? I need to, no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh no! Absolutely not. But here's the deal. I need to chip away at it. I'm gonna let's 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 meet up some way somehow. Let's figure out how we're gonna do this. All right, I'm right, right, all right. Like you this. Have to go IG live, or if we if if you record it or what have you, I can do a mile. All right, I can chip away at a mile at a time. Um, I got a treadmill at my spot. And we, can, <laughs> we can do it there, or I, I would rather like that, obviously, than the concrete. <laughs> the impact of the concrete. But um, but no, it's good, man. Ooh. I think I think 21 right now is a really good spot for the Badgers. Obviously, I want them to be higher, but I think they got a little bit more to prove. Um, chances, obviously, of getting into the top four is, is Gone, very right? very slim. But I think this op- this is still a wonderful opportunity for this program to still go to a good bowl, to still come out on top of that bowl. But obviously I don't want to be looking too far ahead right now. We obviously got Rutgers today. Let's fight for the West, and let's get to Indianapolis. Yeah. I don't think you should be that hard on yourself, though, about the uh, the bowl prediction because it wasn't it wasn't just the losses; it was the way that they were mm, losing yeah. and just not seeing any any hope of a, a program that had its act together. They right. just were not detail oriented, turning the ball over and bad turnovers. Um, you just didn't see that kind of focus that you usually see on Wisconsin. I, I agree, I agree, and I think that's I think that's that is the best way to put it. it, it it's it wasn't just the losses; it, it was the way that those fourth quarters were ending. And then we see the same thing the following week. So it was, 
Is it the players? Is it the coaching? Like, what what's going on here? Why are we seeing no progression? Right. Um, but I think right now they 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 found their groove, especially that offense um, with Allen getting 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 a good amount of carries. And I think if they keep riding this kid, he will take this offense to where they need to get to. Yeah, it's been pretty remarkable it to has. see what he's done. Four <laughs> career games, over a hundred yards in each of them. Um, I guess we can we can all say, yeah, we're pretty confident he'll do it again against a <laughs> decent Rutgers team today. Um, he has been abs- It's a fresh, a, a, a breath of fresh air, right? I mean, you didn't, you weren't sure what this running back room was going to be coming into the season. You had expectations of Jalen Berger, which yeah. obviously it turns out he's no longer a Badger. Uh, you had some idea of what maybe Ches Malusi could be coming from Clemson, and you and you knew in the back of your head, right? Braylon Allen recruited as a linebacker, made the flip over to running back into Gary Brown's running back room, and knew, yeah, he could potentially be something there. We know how good of an athlete he was at the high school level, but being only 17 and coming in and doing what he's been able to do this year, again, four straight games, uh, the only four games he's played, 100 yards or more uh, of rushing in each of them, I don't remember the last back that, that really took the world by storm like mm. this, right? We knew, we had the expectation for Jonathan Taylor, and, and he did that right from the get-go. But for, for Braylon to burst onto the scene he, he, the way he has, it's almost reminiscent of the guy sitting to my left, Monte Ball. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I want to check out the stats. I want to check out the history of running backs and see, has there been a player who has, and, and, and maybe, Dan, i, I got to go back and look at the actual stat boards, but a player whose first start, They've 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 gotten 100 yards ever since they've started. Yeah, every single time. I, I gotta check that out. I'm sure Dane is probably up there. I'm pretty sure. But, sure. Uh, but but I gotta check it out. Yeah, I remember seeing a stat. Braylon was the first to do it in his first two career games. I think it was since Dane. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So okay. it's been a long time. Yeah. It's impressive. You know, he, you're, at 17 years old, you you are going above and beyond. You, what is asked of you? Yeah. Uh, which is as a coach, as a running backs coach. More specifically, you're, you're licking your chops. You, you, you wanting to get the ball in this guy's hands as many times as possible. But obviously, you got to think about preserving his body for the longevity of the season. But I am very excited for the future of this kid. This, this guy, the, the sky's the limit. This kid has a lot, a yeah. lot in store. <laughs> I, I loved what you said about preserving uh, longevity because I yeah. remember even a couple weeks back, we were thinking that his carries would be really ramped up. They've kept that in check. They've kept that pretty fairly in check, which I think is great for him, great for Braylon. They know that they need him out there on that field, especially with the lack of depth in the in the yeah, running backs room. Certainly, like you have to you have to take care of these guys. Um, the, you know, the one situation that comes to mind for me, and, and let me back up real quickly. I didn't know where the carries were going to come for him this year because mm. I thought it was going to be Berger and Malusi, and you know, maybe. Maybe Braylon Allen later in the year gets right. worked in a little bit. Um, and even Isaac was in there for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, exactly. And they were leaning pretty hard on Isaac yeah. and, and thinking that he had a good chance to contribute. So there weren't any carries for him at the beginning of the year. That's football, eh? Like, stuff changes. Totally. Circumstances change. <laughs> and this is, I mean, the Garendo is an injury. Obviously, right. Berger's out. Um, it's, it's amazing. But the one thing I was going to say, talking about running backs who burst on the scene, was um, Anthony Davis. Mm, sure. Back in uh, that era, they had three guys, and I'm struggling now to remember the other two that were along with him and they were you know, waiting to see like no one had a read on who is going to merge out of that yeah. and he really um, impressed early on and you're like okay he's a little bit different than the others and that's a guy that delivered on so many occasions throughout his career that's despite, he, and he is, a, he is not a big guy 
AD? Oh, no. No, no. no. I think he doesn't get enough credit either. No, he doesn't. I don't think he gets enough credit. Yeah, Yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit. And obviously, I think that has a lot to do with just the history of running backs at Wisconsin. I mean, it's a a plug and play. I mean, the next man up is going to produce. That's how it's always been. But AD, great, great. Great dig and fine right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good That's what happens when you're old and you've seen a lot <laughs> yeah, of Yeah, you've seen football. way too much football is, is what Mercy has done. But, but no, I mean, and it was on full display, right, the long line of running backs yeah. that have come out of Wisconsin. It seems we talk about it almost every week, but it was on full display on Thursday night at the NFL level. Mm, uh, Jonathan Taylor goodness. on display wow. on Thursday. And you think of my all the goodness. backs that are still in the league for – for uh, from Wisconsin, right? Melvin Gordon's yeah. still there. Yep. James White is still there. Yep. You've got the fullback and Derek Watt, another fullback and Alec Ingle, Eagle, right? right. Dare I mean, is Dare still, still in Jacksonville, yeah. right? He's doing a great. He's contributing well. Yeah, we had him on the jump around a few oh, weeks yeah, back, yeah, yeah. and and you know it's just it's it's really encouraging to see that now you really have solidified your one-two punch and as yeah. uh, you know it's unfortunate what happened with Jalen Berger it's unfortunate Isaac Rendo wound up on on the IR but at the end of the day now you've got a great one-two punch Ches Malusi and Braylon Allen more potent than maybe you would have gotten out of any other combo uh, that you that you were seeing early in the year so it, it's been a really really I mean it's Wisconsin football right exactly. ground and pound uh, the offensive line seems to have figured itself out as it took a few weeks to get there but but, but now it seems like that situation's ironed out, and now we've got the squad offensively, and the running backs are contributing like we're used to. Exactly. What Mertz stated is, is when he was talking about AD, uh, I always talk about that a lot, that healthy competition. Like, coaches love that. Yeah. And they kind of just, just, just let it develop, too, because everybody wants to be a starter. You know, you sign your letter of intent because you want to play. You want to play in front of your family and friends. Um, but here at Wisconsin, you're going to need one, two, three backs. So the running backs, the running back coaches at Wisconsin, just just let it simmer. Just let that healthy competition, just let it foster and just let it grow uh, because it's going to bring out the best of players. And, and that's what we're seeing right now. We are literally seeing that. No one knew that Allen was going to be the guy. We, we, we looking at his build. We're yeah. like, okay, he's, he's, he's going to be a player someday but earlier than, than most expected, and that's what the healthy competition is. He wants to be the starter. Malusi wants to be the starter. Both are going to run hard. No doubt about it. He's Monte Ball. Adam Ertz, I'm Alex Strofe, hanging out with you here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, brewed by Coors Light, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. We're live at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. And Monk's now hiring. You can apply online at any Mark Monk's Bar and Grill location or online at Monk's Bar and Grill. We'll continue the conversation next and play some good call, bad call, brought to you by Cousin Subs. That's next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Lennox to start off our Saturday afternoon. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Brought to you by Coors Light, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. I love that. And we just heard the Pella commercial, if you're listening Mm -hmm. with us on 100.5. Gina Della Tausche, Leroy Butler, Wayne Larrabee all singing together. Game Day train to Titletown. Uh, Go check out PellaWI.com. 
for all of your deals. Gina Della from Pella going to hook you up. You've heard Greg Scalzo talk about it. You've heard Mike, Mark Chamura talk about it. You've heard Mark Tauscher talk about the great work that Pella Windows and Doors for, of Wisconsin have done for them. They can do it for you, too, and they can do it better than anybody else in the business. PellaWI.com or 855-PELLA-WI. Certain restrictions apply. She's showroom for details. Now, I wanted to get to Good Call, Bad Call presented by Cousin Subs this segment. Scratch that, because Monte Ball said something during the break that I just can't let go. And when he started rolling, I said, shut up and save it for the air, because I, I need to hear. I need, I need everybody to hear what you just said. So I'm just going to give you the floor. Absolutely. Uh, again, you know, strap yourselves in, guys. Uh, everything, Hot take machine. Yeah, everything set off air. <laughs> but listen, this is, what, this is what I stated. You know, we're here at Monk's Great Place. I mean, there's a, there's a TV everywhere you look. So got all the games on television, and I'm looking at Illinois beating Minnesota right now 14-0. Obviously, wow. Minnesota is pegged to possibly be the spoiler yeah. of the Badgers' season. That's what a lot of people are saying. It's still early. It's college football. Who knows what's going to happen with this Illinois-Minnesota game. But what I stated was, in my honest opinion, I believe that the Rutgers are going to be toughest. And that game is today. It's going to be the toughest opponent on our schedule uh, moving forward. Obviously not, you know, if we are to make it to Indy, not counting Ohio so State. you are more worried. <laughs> Let's, I just want to verify what I'm hearing. But what I'm saying, you are is, more worried about Rutgers than you are Nebraska. I, I actually, you are more worried about Rutgers than you are Northwestern. I actually am. You are more worried about Rutgers than you are you Minnesota. Want, you want to know why? And I don't want to jump the gun here. But here's wow. the deal: what I'm saying, I'm not saying Rutgers is is this phenomenal team. I got mad respect for their program. I love what they're doing. But when I look at that offense, and again, we're not there yet in in, in, in today's schedule to talk about the opponent. Or are we? Are we there? Wait, right you now? can talk. Come in. Here's my deal: the RPO offense is kind of is, is a bit challenging. Yeah, um, challenging for 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 linebackers. It places linebackers puts a lot of stress on linebackers. Obviously, so for those who don't understand, RPO offense, run pass offense. The quarterback has the option to either hand the ball off or pass it, um, but the offensive line is blocking as if it is a run. And so the look that the linebackers get is a run, but it can be a pass. So it places linebackers on islands, and they have to make a decision. That, to me, presents more of a problem than what Northwestern is going to try to do, what um, Nebraska is going to try to do, Minnesota. I feel like this RPO offense really, really, you have to play sound football and do your assignment, Hmm. especially the cornerbacks. You're, you're not getting paid. You're not getting paid but for, <laughs> before this conversation. You're not getting paid to tackle. Right. Every play is a pass play. Mm-hmm. That is what you should, be, should have been told all week, and that is what you should be focusing on. Every play is a pass play. Now, for those linebackers, they're gonna, they got a lot. They got a lot on their plate today, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and, but, I mean, if there's any group in the nation that can handle a, an RPO offense from a, whatever we want to call Rutgers, I, mediocre, yeah. middle, of the, middle of the pack kind of team. Yeah. I've got faith in Nick Herbig and Leo Chanel and Jack Sanborn, right? I mean, they've shown off, especially Leo Chanel's been so great since he's returned this year. Um, But I think that's a fair point, right? We talked about it a few weeks ago with Army, who who ran that that triple option offense. (laughs) So you've seen kind of some flashes of that uh, against Army. Obviously, a little bit more passing involved here with Rutgers. But you make a fair point. I think it's probably the toughest offensive set you'll face the rest of the way, right? And again, as I'm saying this, it's not. I'm not saying that that the Badgers are going to struggle. Right. I'm just saying when we look at the offenses that we have to face, I feel as if the RPO offense is the toughest to defend, um, and I feel like well, some players are going to be placed on islands. I do have faith in Chanel. I do have faith in Sam. I do have faith in Jimmy Leonard. But just my take is this: I feel as if the Rutgers are the 
are going to be the most, the biggest challenge, in my opinion, um, moving forward. Adam Ertz, what say you? You know, uh, I think I think Monte brings up a lot of interesting points here, and you throw in the road game aspect of it as sure. well. Um, I think I think there's a lot to consider there. I guess I still go back to Nebraska. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they've got athletes. I know this season has not gone the way that they wanted to, and and they just seem disorganized. And there's a lot of chatter about whether Scott Frost is going to survive this year <laughs> if they lose out. Uh, familiar storyline, um, but I, I still look at that team, and and that's one that I think could come in and, and give you a, a tussle in uh, in Madison. Minnesota Minnesota was on my mind, on my mind, and they've just been so decimated at tailback, as you mentioned. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it, I think that that would have been a really hard game. Very I, hard. In fact, I think... I think it still will be. It, it, it will be. I mean, it's, right, 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 right. But it wasn't what I was thinking where it was almost maybe sure. Badgers as an underdog yeah. going into yeah. that situation. I don't see that happening. Anymore. So which game concerns you the most? I, I think uh, I, I would probably... I. Nebraska. I would say. I would say Nebraska. It's here, though. It's it is here. In Madison. It's here. I'd, I'd probably stick with Nebraska if I had to pick one. I like it. I respect it. Yeah, I, I know I'm in the minority here with 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 um, you know my take. But again, just like what you stated, Strolf, well, it's that it's that Army style offense. It's that you know the quarterback here, uh, Vet Ved. How do you say his last name? Vedral. Vet Vedral. Yeah, I think it yep, is. Yep. Uh, my apologies for getting that incorrect. If I did, but it's it's <laughs> he is slippery as well too yeah, outside of yeah. the pocket. So he has the option of running as well too. Um, running back has the option of running. And he has the option of throwing it. So, I mean, it's, it's this offensive scheme where no matter what, you're going to be wrong. You sure. can be wrong, that yep. being the defense, because we have made this. Uh, our design is whatever decision you make, we're going to go the other way. <laughs> and, you know, I think to your point that what I'm worried about isn't even the run game as much as that. It's, right. the, it's the deep threat exactly. off of the run game. Exactly. Because obviously the Badgers have been susceptible to that this year. It's tough when you're sitting back there as a safety or, or a corner and all you're doing is watching run, run, <laughs> run, run. You're seeing the same look, yeah. and then one goes up behind you. Yeah, um, that's, that's a brilliant that's a that's a brilliant point, Mercy. Because yeah, you, you can get a lot of sleep back there. I mean, uh-huh. you got Chanel and Sanborn doing. Again, I'm not taking any credit away from any of the players, but but let's be honest. Those two those two guys are crushing it right now. Yeah. Um. My my, what scares me the most, and they're not scared as if they're really gonna be challenged. Um. But, you know that 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 stream route from the tight end, the RPO. You you fake the handoff. You got a bubble route on your left with the receiver, so you got that option. But then you also got the tight end right down the middle of the seam. We got aggressive linebackers. That can be open. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, and, and the great part about this is Monte is building this up, and I I, th- I bet you his score prediction is probably like 30-point Badger win. Yeah, right? it, it, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes Vegas gets it wrong. Not a lot, though. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not a lot of the time. Yeah, but, I, again, you were saying relatively speaking. Exactly. You're not trying to build up any of these exactly. teams to be anything that you'll see in the East. Yeah. I mean, the, the Big Ten West is just not very good, Mertz. not good. It's not, <laughs> not it, very it, you good. Know, and, and Iowa really surprised me. I thought that Iowa was on such a nice roll last year, yeah. and I felt like they had the machine going a bit, and um, they came out this year. I know they just can't do anything offensively. Who's the best they team? cannot do anything offensively, and they're running so well last year. They and were. there's nothing. There's I don't nothing. understand that. I don't know. Who's, who's the best team in the West right now? Is it Wisconsin? It is. It's got to be. It's got to be Wisconsin. Yeah. Especially how they're playing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What about the East? Is it Michigan State or is it Ohio State? Eh, I still I still say Ohio State. Okay. It's yeah, it's a good toss up, but if I, I would have to agree with Mercy on that as well. I think at the end of the day I would put my money on, on Ohio State. 
over top of Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State uh, in the top four of the poll right now of the, of the yeah. college football poll. If the season ended today, they would be in. Ohio State would just make miss the cut, excuse me. Michigan State ranked three. Ohio State ranked fifth. So that's, that's a battle that's going to come down to the wire as well. But six teams in the Big Ten ranked in the uh, first college football playoff poll to, uh, this week. Michigan State a three, as I mentioned. Five, Ohio State. Michigan a seventh. Oh, Minnesota 20th, Wisconsin 21st, Iowa 22nd. Three in a row there mm-hmm. uh, to start off the 20s. So Wisconsin ranked is good and probably the best team in the Big Ten West, but still four games to play, as we mentioned. Monte's most worried about Rutgers. Mertzi's most worried about Nebraska. I'm most worried about Minnesota at the end of the season. So we've all got differing opinions. Maybe we should throw it on the poll, which we will do. At ESPN Madison, which game worries you the most uh, remaining on the Badgers' schedule? They've got a nice even four games left. Is it Rutgers, Nebraska, Northwestern, or Minnesota? We will continue the conversation. We'll get to some cousin subs, good call, bad call. We'll do that next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Oh, I like this. Welcome back to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Brewed by Coors Light presented by Pella Windows and Doors. Of Wisconsin, we are live from Monks in Sun Prairie. Alex Strofe alongside former Wisconsin running back Monte Ball, as well as Adam Mertz hanging out with us. It's time now to roll through some good call, bad call, presented by Cousin Subs. Uh, Wisconsin College Game Day, of course, brought to you in part by Cousin Subs. Do you want to watch the Packers play at Lambeau this season? Enter the Cousin Subs best seats in the house sweepstakes for your chance to win two tickets to a Packers game. You can sign up at CousinSubs.com. Time now for some good call, bad call, guys, and we will start with a little college football playoff conversation as we continue to roll on that. Um, So good call, bad call. Cincinnati being ranked eighth in the college football playoff ranking is proof that the playoffs need to be expanded. Good call or bad call, Monte? Good call. Yeah, that's a good call. I'm I'm for the players. I'm with the players. you need to expand it. We could have this conversation for 12 hours. Literally yeah. forever. Um, I'm in favor of an expansion. To Absolutely. where? To eight teams, 12 teams? Uh, eight. Okay. I think it should be eight. I, I feel like eight I feel like eight is, is, is where it should have been, um, rather than just the, the same old two out of the four teams every single year yeah. <laughs> in the top four. So sure. I'm in favor for that. Mercy? Yeah, I mean, like, give me any proof point for a reason for expansion. So, I mean, I, I'm, all, I'm on board. I'm like, yes, yes. Yeah. So uh, eight, Does 12? Wisconsin beating Iowa last week mean the playoffs should be? Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Yes. Should Wisconsin be uh, in the top eight? Yes. <laughs> should they expand it now? <laughs> right. You know, I, I will say I've been on that bandwagon for eight for a long time. Um, just because I figure you got power five and you, there's going to be three other deserving teams. Of course. Um, and I also, you, know, you got it a little bit too, Monte. Like, having those same teams – 
in the playoffs every year just breeds um, more separation between them and the rest of the pack. Yeah. Those are the teams that the recruits see, um, the top recruits see. So the top recruits go there. So those teams get better. So they end up in the playoff. Exactly. It's garbage. Um, and it's not good for the game. It's not good for the growth of college football. You've seen that with, like, with college basketball. If you want to go back all the way to expansion from 48 to 64, what that did for the college basketball tournament in the mid-'80s. And from then on, those are the tournaments you remember that you see talked about, the upsets, yeah. the, even the Cinderella champs that come sure. out of a larger field. So it's, it's a no-brainer to me. I will say, when they came out with that 12-team um, theory yeah. of approaching it, I'm like, wow, I had not thought about 12 before because I'm usually not a fan of uneven numbers. You know, getting top through four gets a bye, right? Right, right, but that makes sense. I looked at that I said, this is the first one that I said they really thought through this and came up with something that I didn't expect. Here's my question. Where are they at in that discussion? It's still happening. So game day on ESPN Radio, which uh, was on before us here on uh, across ESPN Wisconsin, they had the athletic director at the University of Southern Florida on, as well as he's the former COO of the CFP. And he was discussing, uh, you know, it's still being talked about, the, the possibility of a 12-team okay. field. And it makes sense, uh, you know, only one group of five really in the top 25 rankings, and that's Cincinnati at eight. And i got to say, man, what the hell can these guys do anymore? Yeah, right. I mean, no. we saw that we saw the case with UCF a few years back, yep. where yep. and then they went to a bowl game and beat Auburn, who was really down to the wire uh, in the college football playoff that year. So I, they just need a chance. They do. And um, I, but you're taking away a better team by by giving them a chance, right? Is At Cincinnati this point, is Cincinnati really a top four team in the nation? Even if they go undefeated and Alabama has that one loss, are we going to take Cincinnati over Alabama because Cincinnati's undefeated? <laughs> Why would we do that? Right? I get it. It's and it's so tough because there's so many different factors that that go into it, right? I mean, Alabama plays a tougher schedule just given the conference they're in than, than Cincinnati, but. Cincinnati didn't lose. They don't have a mark on their on their schedule. So how can you make an argument against them? Mm. And it's there's two sides of that coin, and it's such a such a intricacy filled argument that that I don't love getting into. But I'm also in favor of expansion. I'm not quite to twelve. I think eight is the right number because you have all the all the Power Five conferences get an automatic bid. You have a group of five bid and two at large bids, right? I think that makes the most sense for college football. But 12 is intriguing. And, you know, if they were to go there, you know I wouldn't complain about more college football. (laughs) Who would, right? So at the end of the day, I'm good with whatever they decide. Uh, But I'm still happy with four. I like the exclusivity factor. But it's really hard to get in there if you're a team like Cincinnati, um, who who I want to make a case for. So uh, we'll make it a, a straight three. Good call here. Um, now, Hunter Vaughn, who's, who's typically our producer here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, writes these, and I knew he was going to bring up St. Thomas at some point. Here it is. St. <laughs> Thomas was a D3 team just two years ago in 2019. Now they have a chance to win the FCS Pioneer Conference in their first season. Good call, bad call. St. Thomas, the most impressive team in college football this year. <laughs> wow, Mercy, Mercy, please, please take it away first. <laughs> Wow. How can't you say good call? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> Bless Hunter's soul. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think, do, we, do we respond? Do we respond straight through Yes, us? I want you to respond. I'm sorry. It's a bad call, Hunter. <laughs> I, love, I love the story. I do love the storyline. I like the <laughs> small college storyline. I just can't. I just can't. Yeah, okay. I understand. There's, there's Mercy really eloquently put. Yeah. Uh, Monte, what you got on that? Come on, man. Uh, with all due respect, 
they're doing some great things, obviously. They are. More power to the players, more power to the program. But when you, when you look at the entire, you know, NCAA uh, uh, bad call, Bad call. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll just get straight I, to it. I agree. It's an awesome story, as Mertzi said, right? I mean, to go from Division Three, <laughs> you impressive. skip Division Two, yeah. you go straight to Division One, and now they're still this deep into the season. It's impressive. Have a chance to win the Pioneer Conference. Very impressive. Uh, I don't know that they're the most impressive because, uh, I mean, they're not playing Alabama and Clemson every week, but. Still impressive. It's a good story. Uh, very cool story for St. Thomas just to our west. Uh, let's go to something we talked about a bit earlier in the show, but now I want to make you decide. And, and, Monte, you never had to do this in your career because Rutgers wasn't in the conference yet. Wisconsin heads to New Jersey today. Piscataway. Say that four times fast. <laughs> good call, bad call. Jersey is the worst state to travel to in the Big Ten. Mm. It's, it has to be. Yeah. It, it, it has to be. Shorter travel to Iowa or, you know, Illinois. At least with Iowa, again, yes, shorter travel, you know, if we're talking, you know, obviously from Wisconsin. But you, but you got Kinnick Stadium. Kinnick Stadium is electrifying. It, it, it's exciting. It's, especially if it's a night game and you're looking up at the, at the children's hospital up top. You're waving. Yeah. You're, 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 you're doing all that. Uh, New Jersey has got to be the worst state to play at in the Big Ten for sure. So I'm going to say good call. Yeah, you know, like the first thought that goes through my head is the many times that I've had to drive all the way through Illinois, <laughs> and that's terrible. But since you only have to go halfway, I'll give I'll give Champagne a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, State College is not an easy place to get to mm. either. So from like a travel perspective, I can see that being pretty difficult and pretty taxing. Um, but uh, from, you know, not for the teams too, though. Right. Uh, yeah, let's give it to New Jersey. I, I let's would, give it to Jersey because it's it's out of the way. Have you been to Jersey? I've been to parts of Jersey. Wh- which parts? Never <laughs> Piscataway, I assume. Newark. <laughs> Newark, okay. The airport. The airport. The airport. <laughs> Quick layover for, for, for Mercy. I saw New Jersey I, uh, from um, Delaware. I looked across the river. There you go. Oh. That's about it. I don't yeah. even know where Pat, Pat Tra- Channel. Say the word? Pat, Come on. Hold on. Pat, Pat, Piscataway. Spell it. P. P. A. <laughs> Wait, yes. say it. P- Pascataway. Pascataway. P a s p c p a t e w a. I don't know. Pascataway. That was pretty close. I, I don't know the answer. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just tried to Google it. I got it wrong. P i s. Okay. We've got a journalist on the panel for a reason. That's that's good. Last one for your fellas. Good call. Bad call. The Badgers have had three-plus turnovers in each of their last two games against ranked opponents, Purdue and Iowa, the last two weeks. Good call, bad call. The Badgers will have another three-turnover or more performance today against Rutgers. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll say good call because... Uh, <laughs> toughest I, opponent, but three turnovers. Yeah, no, 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 but no, no. But here's, <laughs> I'm saying toughest as in I, I don't think, I for some reason, I don't think the Badgers are going to struggle um, against the team's remaining for the rest of the season. Um, and I don't think they're going to struggle today, but I still think they're going to present some problems. I'm going to say good call because I think that when the Badgers are going to jump on top, the Rutgers are going to be throwing that ball around, and they should be able to get a few picks in there. You say three or more yes. or more than three? Three or more. Three or more. Three is fine. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, going, to be, I'm going to say three. I'm not going to say or more. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I'll be contrarian here, and I'll say I'll say a uh, bad call. I'm going to say two turnovers. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> real contrarian. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Well, yeah, yeah, right, right. No right. turnovers. <laughs> uh, you know what? I had PTSD, actually, when you asked this question. You said the Badgers are going to have three or more turnovers. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I, I, I phrased that oh, poorly. Oh, Notre Dame. Yeah, I phrased right. that poorly. <laughs> <laughs>
Penn State. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. So forcing, forcing. Forcing. Yes. They've been really good at it, obviously, the last couple of weeks. They and have. It's changed the whole um, momentum of the season because that was the one thing that um, Jim Leonard was talking about earlier in the year about somewhere that that defense could improve. Yeah. They were not forcing turnovers early. And so the Badgers were you know, just turning the ball over on yeah. offense, and their ratio was terrible. So, um, I'm going to stick with two. I'll stick with my back. Fair ball. enough. But, I mean, that, that that is the identity of Wisconsin, right? Create right. turnovers, ground and pound, really good defense, and get the job done. Grind yeah. it out. And that's what we've seen these last two weeks against Purdue and Iowa and hopefully again today against Rutgers. I will say good call. I think three turnovers will happen. And I'm going to go out on a limb because Mercy wouldn't. We're going to have a special teams turnover Woo-hoo. today. Uh, the Badgers going to force one on, let's go even further, on a punt. Uh, for the second week straight. The Badgers going to force a turnover on a punt. I'm thinking Packers. They didn't do that last week. Okay. I'm thinking Packers. The Packers had a punt turnover last week. Uh, no, Badgers did. Badgers did too. Yeah, okay. did. yeah I'm right. I okay. would say it was an they unforced did. error. Yes. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am thinking correctly. Um, but nonetheless, I will go with two. Okay. Uh, or three, rather. Uh, two defensively, one on special teams. There we go. There's our bold prediction for the day. We'll continue the reaction next. It's ESPN Wisconsin College Dame Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Oh, you're going to take me home tonight. Oh, down beside that red firelight. Oh, you're going to let it all hang out. Fat bottom girls, you make the rocking world go round. Happy Saturday. It is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Brewed by Coors Light, presented by Pella Windows and Doors. Across ESPN Wisconsin, 94.5 ESPN in Milwaukee, 100.5 ESPN in Madison. We're live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. We're all stuffing our faces during the break. Monte dropped a wing on a baby. I mean, it was just... <laughs> Yeah, I did. <laughs> just always fumbling, huh? And I just can't. <laughs> you have to carry around a wing all week now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. When, when, you, when you do your Monte Mile, right? Bring, they, just bring a wing, a wing. <laughs> rather than a football. Dude, they did that all the time. Like, in the league, you would have to carry the football everywhere. And really? everybody's trying to get it out of your hands. Defensive players. I mean, defensive players love it. Well, you mean I like mean, you're in the building, you're going yes, to go tinkle, and you have a football yes. with you. Oh. If I leave it anywhere, and if a defensive player takes it back to your running back coach, it is a $7,000 fine. Ouch. What? Yeah. That is unbelievable. That's only the perspective now, we'll get here on Wisconsin College Game Day. He's Monte Ball. I'm Alex Strope. Adam Ertz with us as well. <laughs> uh, I was, that was just, I guess, the because you know I, I for some reason never fumbled at all. Uh, 996 carries in college, two fumbles. Um, but in the league, I had four. I don't know what was going on. Players are faster. They're trained more to hit the yeah. football. So that was a little deal. Obviously, I don't know how it is at every other football club in the league, but that was the deal at at Denver. Uh, how many <laughs> how many seven thousand dollar fines did you have? Ah, uh, zero. You know, good uh, for one, you. One, one nice. stat, and I think that's why they put the number where it's at because they're like, if we put it high, he's going to make sure he's sleeping with that football. <laughs> did you sleep with the football? Uh, well, no. Once I got home, I you know locked my doors and everything and, and shut my blinds <laughs> and uh, put the football in a safe space. No, really, it's just at the facilities, right? Going into meetings, team team meetings, everybody's trying to get after it. No, Everybody. Did no Sean Marino ever uh, get that ball taken from him? So we us running backs had a little deal. You know, when when a coach would look, they would they would try to pry at it just to make sure. But we knew, like, hey, running backs, leave the other running back alone. <laughs> it's kind of going through this torment. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Who's who's the uh, guy in the situation that came closest to knocking it out from your hands? Von Miller. Okay. Ah. Von Miller, because he loved it. I told you, defense, <laughs> defensive players loved it. They're like, oh, there's a there's a live football in here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so they're literally like dogs oh, chasing awesome. cars. There, they were like, oh. You know, they're trying to listen to, you know, at the time, Coach Fox talking about our game plan. But yeah. you got Von Miller, like, peeking over. <laughs> so they, they, they love it. And that's what the running backs coach tell all the defensive players, too. They're like, get the football away from him. That is so and, good. And they're, 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 do whatever you need to do to make so it happen. <laughs> so good. Monte Ball bringing the heat here on ESPN Wisconsin. College game day. Uh, very notable. Von Miller also traded earlier this week uh, to the yep. Los Angeles Rams from Denver. Uh, I'll give you 30 seconds. Obviously, he played with him in Denver. He, he meant a lot to that team. Now uh, now leaving uh, to go to L.A. Yeah, yeah. You know, more power to, uh, to him, his agent, and everybody who, I, well, I guess, you know, he really didn't know that the trade was happening, but I, I saw it happening. Yeah. I saw it happening. 10, 10 11 years Um you know, he's struggling with staying healthy a bit. And, you know, he got to free up some cap space to go after a quarterback in Denver. Uh, I, I kind of saw that writing on the wall, and I'm pretty sure he did too. Um, but, yeah, he meant, he, he, you know, he's going to be in the ring of ring of honor, the ring yeah. of fame. Uh, I mean, Elway already stated that. Um, he, he, we all know he's first ballot. Yep. Hall of Famer as well. So go out in L.A., man. Uh, start working on your post-career. Obviously, yeah, win a championship with Donald and them. But, you know. That's a scary Maybe, maybe get into yeah. some movies and stuff. <laughs> he could do it, man. Von Miller's a one-of-a-kind, but yeah. uh, appreciate that insight. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We're going to go from the pros to college now, if that's all right with everybody. We'll get back We'll get back and reset here. As, uh, number 21, Wisconsin, out in Piscataway. That Monte has no idea how to spell. Neither do I. i got to look that up. I tried. I, I found something in Norway. I, I didn't know. I don't know how to spell it, man. I just, like, I have no idea. We Where have, is Rutgers University? Yeah, there you there go. go. Yeah, just go. avoid. Yeah. Work around. Work around. Yeah, there we go. Master Googler uh, as we get, we get you ready for number 21, Wisconsin, at Rutgers in Piscataway. Uh, the Rutgers running an RPO offense. What? What's that look on your face? Well, the university's in New Brunswick. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Piscataway, too, isn't it? I, I don't. That's great. This place doesn't exist, so that's that's what that's what we're coming down. <laughs> to. All right, so we, we don't need to know how to spell it then, I guess. Uh, Mertz, I'm not wrong, right? I mean, it is Piscataway. It's in, right? it's, it's in Piscataway. Okay, okay. It's one of those things, right? That maybe the the campus is in New Brunswick, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. you know. Piscataway yep. abuts New Brunswick. Yeah, when I looked up Piscataway, I got like an Easter cake. Uh, it uh, looks pretty tasty. It does look good. But and it was like some canoe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah pretty- that's just a quote. So, yeah, I don't know what I did. Uh, but nonetheless, <laughs> wow, what a train wreck here at Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Uh, Wisconsin's run quite a few in a row all of a sudden. They're one game, one win away from being bowl eligible uh, with four games remaining in the season. So quite the turnaround. I mean, what do you attribute? that to Monte just the turnaround after the worst start since 1990 starting the season one and three and now rattling off several wins in a row uh, five and what is it five and three on the season yep. now uh, the pressure the pressure the pressure to respond they only had one option um, you know because because again we're talking about the psyche of the players they were already at the point to where they felt as if they needed to apologize to former players and, I, and that's 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 a no you don't you don't owe us anything um, but again, the psyche of the athlete, they knew where they were at. They knew the performances they were putting on tape. So again, with your backs backed up against a wall, you have to respond. And I think that's what we're seeing. And I'm pretty sure that's what Coach Chris has been telling the players too. You only have one option right now. I mean, or, or, or 
or leave. Um, uh, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. That's just what it is. Right. It's a what have you done for me lately business. Backs against the wall. The only way is up. Make it happen. I think that's what we're seeing. I think that's that's uh, awesome observation, Montana. Kind of it is how it, how this season has turned. I kind of forgot almost yeah. about the public apologies by the players. Yeah. After that Michigan game, things snowballed on them early in the season. I think that. You know, we talked a little bit about um, Penn State in that opening game about Penn State, what happened to them at Indiana last year, and, and they went down in the tank. And I felt like, um, you know, it was sort of like a here-we-go-again kind of thing against Notre Dame, against Michigan. You could just sense the team losing a lot of energy. You didn't see a lot on the field. And they really rallied themselves. I, I will say, like, uh, you know, when the, the Jalen Berger um, news went down about, yeah. about him leaving the program, I, I feel like there's been a different attitude since then totally um and and we talked about this on the show you get a guy like that who's one of your better players who is not bought in and what that does to is a ripple effect throughout the program i don't want to oversell it in terms of like a turning point of the season sure. but but it did strike me as like wow okay and you had a few other guys leave and you heard it from some of the players this week colin wilder probably been the most vocal a guy who transferred waited till the end of the season he's like you know what i don't like this i don't like guys leaving um but i don't want you here if you don't want to be here yeah and I think they have a group of guys who are buckled in, and they're like, we are here, we're going to ride this thing out, and we're going to make the season something to remember. Like totally. Like and, and, you know, the way I view it, I assume you guys are with me on this, is, you know, you start your season off with those really tough games. You, you rattle them off, Michigan, Notre Dame, Penn State. You lose all three of them. Uh, three of your first four, you beat Eastern Michigan in there as well. But to start that way and have the disappointment you had, so start one and three. As I mentioned, the worst start for Wisconsin since 1990. That was Barry Alvarez's first year as head coach. What the last time they started one and three, and to have that, that to have the tough opponents at the front end has now allowed for success throughout the middle and now towards the back end of the season, because you got to play your toughest games early. Now they're out of the way. You know what you know what a great team is playing like, and now you can start executing like that the rest of the way. So uh, you, you said it was pressure, right? What's the saying? Pressure makes diamonds. Yeah. And uh, that's that's hopefully what uh, Wisconsin's trying to turn it into is, is they are still alive and well to win the Big Ten Championship, yeah. especially the West. Uh, you know, I was going to say, there, it, I love where you're headed with that. It's a good call. I feel like we're, we're hit, hitting on a lot of um, important themes for the season. Two players that I want to bring up. One that we've discussed a lot is Braylon Allen. Oh, yeah. And finding an identity of this running program behind him. Let me, let's make it three. I'm going to say Logan Bruss. Sure. Um, he was not healthy in camp. Tried to get through it. Got banged up again. Um, and now he's back. And, and they've been a lot more solid as an offensive line. Yeah. But the other guy is uh, Leo Chanel. Oh, totally. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't playing the first game. Um, and he, you know, walked in. Uh, you know, after that, he was he was still kind of not in maybe his mode yet for Notre Dame. Yeah. So, you know, I think that that guy, you've seen what he's done. You put him on the field against Penn State. You don't think there's a turnover in that game? Mm. I mean, I, I think that I think that what he's done is just amazing. It's so fun to watch that guy play. I, I I'm not used to seeing inside linebackers who are able to um, go full speed and read the play at yes. the same time. Yeah, those are the kind of guys. Like when you see him attack the way he does, you see flying past like ten yards down the field every once in a while, and it doesn't happen to him. He's just been so impressive. Yeah, it's like a like a Sean Lee, like a yeah, sir? Like, dude, right? Nice. I mean, yeah. full speed. His first step is full speed, and and, and, there, and there's no 
there's no decrease in speed until literally the the, the, the whistle's blown. It's incredible. It is incredible. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. I mean, you mentioned it, Mercy, right? He had the COVID issue for the first two weeks of the season, and then he's returned and is still somehow a semifinalist for just about every freaking <laughs> award in the country, it seems, as was announced earlier this week. Uh, he's amazing. I mean, he is so freaking fun to watch. That Jim Leonard defense, while they're always usually pretty fun to watch, yeah. I honestly think it's at another level this year with those linebackers. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the three names that have really popped off the page this year, especially Leo Chanel, but as well Jack Sanborn yeah. and Nick Herbig on the outside uh, have, been, have been just destructive. Um, and they've been hitting at, at a great clip the last few weeks. It's been a lot of fun to watch what they've been able to do. And they're turning the ball over. And, yeah. and, and it's a huge thanks to them, that linebacking crew, uh, for, for getting in there and forcing some turnovers. So uh, we'll see if they can continue that trend today as they head to Piscataway to take on <laughs> Rutgers. We'll continue to preview that in two minutes at ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. The countdown to kickoff continues next. You're listening to ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day.